to Real Life Real Estate with Lyra. I'm very excited for our guest today, Mike Galante with Certified Mortgage Planners. Today, we're going to be talking about lending and everything that goes into lending um, and just kind of jump into the the ins and outs there. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what got you into the lending stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my name is Mike Galante. I'm with Certified Mortgage Planners, uh, lender here. Been doing it in Central Florida for about two and a half years. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to help educate people with uh, lending. <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, the I think one of the, you know, the main things that people getting into real estate don't really necessarily have clarity on that's very important are the different types of loans, right? I mean, there's you know, probably what, maybe 10 different loan type programs, but we see three on, uh, on, on average, and there's going to be your primary ones, um, not like bank statement loans or anything like that, or investment loans, but what you're going to be looking at um, are the three main types. So if you want to go ahead and touch on those and uh, tell us what they are and explain, you know, kind of some of the differences there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as you said, there are multiple types of loans and strategies out there that uh, suit every type of buyer. Um, but the three main ones that are the most common is going to be your conventional, your FHA, and then your VA loans. Um, you know, they all serve their purpose and they're all really good loans. It just has to suit what your needs are. Um, and we would structure that to make the best financial sense for you guys. Uh, you know, conventional loans are great. Um, you know, they're for... Those with a lower debt to income ratio, higher credit scores are usually needed to qualify. Um, you can do a first time home buyer for conventional loans as low as 3%. Um, you know, you can finance it as a primary residence, second rental, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, there is PMI or private mortgage insurance on a conventional loan if you do not put 20% down. Now, your FHA loans, they're backed by the Federal Housing Administration. Um, they're for low to moderate income borrowers with higher levels of debt. Um, they could actually qualify for a little bit lower credit score. Conventional, the lowest credit score we accept is a 620, as an FHA is a 580. Um, FHA, the down payment is 3.5%. Um, there is no first-time home buyer for FHAs. It's 3.5% standard. You could obviously put more down. Um, and for example, if you put down 10% or more on an FHA loan, you have what's called mortgage insurance on it. And then after the 11th year, that will fall off. Um, one of the big differences too on FHA versus conventional is FHA can only be used for a primary residence. Um, as conventional, you can use it as you know a second home, an investment. Uh, FHA is only for you know, a primary residence. Okay. That makes sense. So those are two of the major differences there between the two, uh, VA loans, uh, great product. Um, definitely one of our, my favorite loans. I enjoy helping those who served us. They are for, um, veterans or current military. You could put down as little as 0%, um, for a VA loan, which is awesome. There's no private mortgage insurance or the PMI, uh, same thing with FHA, can have a higher uh, debt to income and a lower credit, uh, which is awesome. You know, 
it can only be for a primary residence as well. Um, so that that is super, super important uh, to know. But VA loans, uh, FHA loans and conventional loans are the three loans that we really hit on a lot. And they're all great loans. And it just depends on your financial situation for what suits you the best. Okay. Wow. That was a lot of information. I appreciate that. Um, that Absolutely. was great. Uh, I think that at least we'll you know, give some information to those that are a, a little unsure. And of course, always defer, you know, anytime you're having conversations with your clients about finances, always defer it over to, to your mortgage, uh, your, your mortgage guy, right? Because you don't want to provide the wrong interest rates. You don't want to, you know, say the wrong credit scores. Uh, I always tell my clients that, you know, hey, I'm the one to get you into the house and do the negotiations. And uh, the other member of my team is my lender and he's the finance guy. So, uh, you know, make sure like you can at least have a base knowledge and, and kind of touch on some of those topics, but definitely defer that over to your lender. So you're not getting yourself in a little bit of a sticky situation there. Um, and then as far as like uh, loan killers, right, things that we see clients do during the transaction or things that could, you know, prevent a pre-qualification letter, pre-approval letter, that kind of thing. Um, what what are some of the common ones that you see pop up in, in this uh, this industry? Yeah. So we have what's called like a credit do's and don'ts during your loan process. You know, uh, I'll start with some of the do don'ts. Um, number one, don't apply for new credit. Um, you know, don't go open a new credit card. I know we get antsy and excited and we maybe want to buy new furniture at rooms to go or, you know, canes or whatever they are out there. Don't go open a new credit card that could really hurt your debt to income. Um, and then kind of vice versa, don't close those credit cards. Um, you know, sometimes actually closing a credit card can actually hurt your credit. Um, you know, don't, don't make large purchases. Don't go apply to, buy a new car, you know, don't quit your job. Those are, those are some of the big things. What I tell everybody is before making any changes, give me a call. That way we can address if it's going to have any impact on your credit or affect your debt to income or anything like that. Um, continue to use your credit cards as normal. Just stay status quo. Don't, don't do anything different. Um, you know, so just make sure that you do that. And then that way you can continue to get this loan process through, um, just stay normal, stay true to yourself and, you know, don't do anything crazy. Okay. I know, uh, I know what was it? I think, um, two, three years ago, it was, uh, one of, one of Bryce's, uh, you know, which is my other half, his first transactions, I guess. And he uh, had a client who was young, you know, very excited to close on his house, went out, bought, um, bought a bunch of furniture on a rooms to go credit card. And it nearly killed the deal had he not had uh, a family member that was able to provide a very large gift to help get him into the home, he would have lost, uh, he would have lost financing and at his escrow at that point with how close they were to the closing table. So uh, these are, you know, great points that you're making, Mike, just because, you know, you don't want to, you want to help kind of remind your client that as well. If they're like, hey, I'm so excited about the car dealership, you'd be like, no, <laughs> call your lender first. <laughs> yeah, um, I always advise. I mean, and it, it's a lot of common sense. I mean, like I, I don't want to tell people don't change your employment or don't quit your jobs, but I'll be completely honest. I've, I've seen it um, and it has 
you know, put a lot of bumps into the road and, you know, causes a little extra turmoil than, than needed. You know, one thing I didn't say, and I apologize is make sure you stay current on your existing accounts as well. Common sense, make yeah. sure you make your payment timely, you know, don't, don't go late on it, um, on your credit cards and all your bills. Just make sure that you continue status quo and, you know, right. pay timely, pay the right amount and everything will be smooth sailing. Yep. Uh, don't forget to pay the mortgage if you're already in a house and you're selling it. You know, that's important, too. Yes. <laughs> Nobody wants to give you a new mortgage if you're behind on the one that you're already in. Right. Um, Correct. <laughs> so um, some other like some things on the real estate side that we see that um, can kill deals based off of the type of loan. uh you know, on the agent side is like, if it's a VA loan or an FHA loan, there's certain things that have to fall, like have to happen for like during the inspection or um, can't be flagged essentially. So like, um, you know, FHA, uh, no, you know, VA, no broken windows. You can't have uh, trip hazards, um, you know, the roof and things like that. Conventional allows you to, to buy, you know, like flip properties, right. Um, oper- you know, some of them, as long as you can get insurance, that's the important part uh, to close a loan. But um, definitely like fixer upper properties, right? But a lot of your first time, you know, home buyers that are in the FHA range, they'll be like, oh, I don't care what kind of house it is. If it's got, you know, needs a lot of work or if there's like mildew or broken windows, I don't mind. We'll fix it up. Well, you, sometimes you have to, to remind them that these things are not going to pass the FHA guidelines because these are backed by, you know, the government. The government wants to protect, you know, their their asset as well as your asset. So, um, certain things that are going to be flagged is like any mold, mildew, um, you know, can be uh, termite rot, um, broken windows. Um, you know, I've had a, a, a seller have to take bars off of his windows for a VA loan because, you know, he had very beautiful wrought iron bars on the outside of his windows for decorative purposes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so these are just some of the things that you're going to want to also know and keep in mind if you're walking through the home with a VA or FHA buyer. And uh, you always need a WDO inspection for a VA property, a VA loan. You don't necessarily need them for conventional or, or FHA, but it's always good practice to, of course, offer and support them getting that done. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick because that's more on the, the agent side they can possibly kill a deal. You know, you're, you go do the inspection and you're partly through and then you're like, Oh no, I, this won't line up for, for what we're looking for and it won't pass. Or then at that point, you know, the, the seller is out there trying to scramble and fix and put a new roof on the property or whatever that looks like. And it can definitely uh, squash a deal. So, um, so Mike, you mentioned that you are, so you're a local lender here in Florida, right? Um, A lot of times, you know, we get as agents, we get clients that are like, we're pre-approved. That makes us excited. We're like, yeah, send over your pre-approval letter. Woohoo. Let's go look at houses. And they send it over and it's Wells Fargo or God forbid, Rocket Mortgage or Quicken Loans, you know, something like that. Um, Chase Bank, uh, Navy Federal, right. Um, or even an out of state lender. Um, so what, you know, what is the difference there between working with a local lender versus working with like one of these big banks or an out of state lender? And, you know, just kind of touch on that for us a bit. Yeah, that, that's a good question. And we do run across that quite a bit. Um, you know, there's a couple benefits with using local lenders. Um, you know, one thing about us is we are local. 
Um, there's a lot of real estate agents in the state of Florida that know of us, know our company, know me personally, and they know our reputation, right? You, you unfortunately do hear the horror stories about, you know, delayed closings or closings not happening and at all, um, with, uh, larger bank, uh, pre-approvals. Um, you know, with that, if we deliver our word and a pre-approval, that's pretty much a golden ticket to the closing line. Um, you know, we use local appraisal or appraisers. That's a big step when you have local lenders or lenders out of state that come in and order the appraisal. You know, they might order it from somebody that doesn't know the market and they might be cheating you out of extra value of your house. Um, you know, we are uh, my, my job is mortgages. Um, banks, they do checking and savings, not taking anything away from them, but I specialize in mortgage. That's what I do. Um, you know, so that's one thing. Um, I don't work banker hours. Uh, I, you know, this personally, I know you that can, personally. <laughs> yeah. You could give me a call or a text pretty much 24 seven and I will respond. Um, I, and like I said, if you feel more comfortable meeting face to face, uh, I can meet you face to face. You don't have to go through the hassle of, you know, waiting until, uh, a Monday, if you have a question on Saturday to reach me. Um, so that, that though, there's a lot of benefits to it. And I mean, it can go on and on, but uh, reputation and experience comes in and quality of closing um, definitely plays an effect. I would definitely say that too. You know, we just, we just closed a deal with a big name bank yesterday with our buyer. Um, I'm not going to mention the name of the bank, um, but they, uh, you know, I, I always do extended closings when I see um, a pre-approval letter from a bank uh, just in case. Right. Um, we did a 45 day closing when standard, we can usually get it done in 30 and it ended up being a, uh, 60 day closing is what it turned into. And we couldn't, we could not get a hold of the lender to find out what was going on multiple times calling, trying to figure it, you know, things out. Um, it was just very complicated. Put the, you know, put the buyer through stress. She was finally like, she finally admitted she made a mistake when, after we had tried to, to move her over to a local lender multiple times. She really, you know, admitted it, but we were so far into it that there was no switching at that point. Um, it caused a lot of frustration between us, the listing agent, the buyer, you know, the seller. So, um, you know, definitely get to experience the difference where I can at least give you a call. I can give you a text if I need to know what's going on. And, you know, I definitely appreciate that. And you being able to help me follow up with my clients, right? Because there's times where, you know, we have, we're working a couple deals together now where the clients aren't ready for another, you know, three, four, five months. And you're touching base with them, checking in on all of that while, you know, I make my, you know, calls check in every every two weeks to a month, depending on how far out they are. But you're the one constantly touching base to see, hey, so, you know, did you get the new job that we talked about? You're paying down that credit card and you always defer them back over to me. So I know that they're in good hands. Um, so that's a good, uh, you know, a wonderful um, opportunity for a local lender partnership. Plus, uh, you've gotten us deals one because you've called the listing agent and said, hey the the uh the financing solid right um I, they're approved through me we've already done the underwriting they've submitted all their docs um i'm gonna get this deal closed in 30 days take our offer and it's worked <laughs> um and that's a big uh, a big value absolutely so um what like in this situation we had this client that would not translate uh transfer over from her bank um, and, you know, despite what we did, we were making the efforts there kind of wanted to know if you had any, any scripts or anything like that on how we could possibly work on, you know, 
getting a client over to uh, to a local lender, essentially explaining that difference. Yeah, and it, it kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with what I kind of just said. Uh, it's not, I don't want to say scare sell, more story sell. Um, you know, every agent has had an experience with some type of large financial institution that hasn't panned out. Um, you know, our our industry is based on relationships and trust. Um, and, you know, the buyer is looking at their agent, in this case, you, for good advice. And they want to make sure that they are in the best hands possible. So when you endorse a local lender or something like that, it really helps them understand that, hey, maybe it is a good idea to talk to them because my agent is going to put us in the right direction and really go ahead and ensure that we are covered. We win the deal and we get the keys handed to us at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important, right? Is to get to the closing table. And ideally you want to make it as stress-free and smooth as possible. Um, that way, you know, cause it, it, I already, I always tell my buyers and sellers like, Hey, this is going to be the fastest and most hectic 30 days of your life grab on, hold on, let me guide you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm steering the cart here, but just, just be prepared that it's going to be a little chaotic, but you want to make it still as smooth as possible, knowing that it's going to be, uh, you know, a little crazy, but for agents that are not local here in the state of Florida, um, or out there shopping for their lender partner right now, what do you recommend that they ask? Uh, what questions do they ask and what should they look for in a lender partner? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Uh, my answer might be a little different than others. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I believe that it is based on relationship and trust because every lender, you know, they pretty much offer the same products. They're all going to be on the same, very close to rate area. Um, and they're all going to say they communicate the best. But at the end of the day, what you need to look for is is your client in the best hands? And the best hands is going to be with that preferred lender that you have. Um, you know, somebody that you trust that you know is going to go to work for you, is going to try to help you, um, and has your back throughout the entire process, as well as your client. Uh, something that we do is we call the listing agents on everything. And like I said, being a local lender really plays an effect because they know who we are and they know our reputation. Um, if we give you that pre-approval, it is gold. It's essentially as gold. Um, and there's ways that I actually work with your current clients to help you get business back. But that's a little secret. You'll have to get in touch with me to find out for that. Awesome. I love it. Um, so for those that do want to reach out, maybe they have some mortgage questions. Maybe they're interested in um, partnering with you, kind of want to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, how can they go ahead and reach out? Yeah, that's a great question because right now I do have time to serve some more families. Um, please give me a call 407-391-5945 is my office, but the best way to get in touch with me is my cell. That's 407-913-9895. I'll repeat it, 407-913-9895. Um, give me a call, give me a text. I'm very good at answering. And if you have any questions, please let me know. I would love to love to help you. 
Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Um, I know I learned a lot and I'm sure uh, some of our agents listening did too. Um, you've been great, answered so many amazing questions. Uh, you know, thank you for that. And thanks so much for, uh, for joining me today. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. Once again, that was Mike with Certified Mortgage Planners. Thanks for coming on, Mike. I really hope that somebody was able to pick up some nuggets of knowledge here regarding the lending process, um, at least some basics for you to be able to, you know, sound knowledgeable when you're speaking with clients, build up a little bit of that confidence. But of course, uh, again, as I've already specified, make sure that you defer to your lender partner as much as possible. You don't want to get in trouble for uh, providing interest rates wrong or monthly payments. That's a big one, right? So always uh, make sure that you have a, a good solid lender partner you can lean on that will be accessible for you to, um, to text, to call for any questions and that will um, you know, take help take care of your clients as well as the database that you guys are working together, right? It's a it's a teamwork situation. So, um, if you guys have any questions for um, for Mike, you can of course reach out to him. I'll post his contact information in the podcast description. Uh, you can always email me at rlrepodcast.com if you have any um, any questions for me. If you have any topics that you want to hear for next time, any comments about today's episode, of course. And of course, remember, you can make history or you can make excuses. So go out there and make some history. All right, I'll see you guys next time.